Chris Redfield. Jill Valentine. Barry Burton. Rebecca Chambers. Albert Wesker. Resident Evil. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets... He's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal Now Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker in the booth at Bigfoot. And we just watched Resident Evil, starring Mia Jovovich, directed by Paul Wiss Anderson, the good Wiss Anderson. Yeah, the good one. And uh, it sucked. Parker, did you ever play Correct. Resident Evil growing up? Uh, I was too scared to play it growing up, and then when I went back to it older, I tried playing it, and Jesus. Yeah, do controls. you like puzzles? <laughs> I mean, you know me, as a man of superior intellect, I like a little brain teaser. Yeah. I also love having to turn and then walk. It's a real fun for me. Yeah, it's it's scarier that way because you feel like a dumbass when you play. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm sure if I played it as a kid, it would have imprinted on me deeply. But by the time I got to it, it was infuriating. The remake's fun though. Oh, we'll get. Oh yeah, the remake's real fucking good. We'll get back to the game in a little bit. Parker, do we have any news? Buddy, life is about asking the important questions. Cut or uncut. <laughs> cut or uncut. Where are we from? Who put us here? Where do we go when we die? And of course, a force ghost. I have no fucking idea what a force ghost is, <laughs> and I don't care. Oh man, Harrison Ford. If we tore you down in the past, we didn't mean it, buddy. <laughs> he is a man after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it reminds me of when they were talking about his cameo scene for... <laughs> oh god, it was The Rise of Skywalker. God, what a fucking right, awful yeah, The yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Where they're like, hey, Harrison, can you do this? And he just went, all right. <laughs> and that's how they got him in for that pivotal scene. Three movies in, that changed Kylo Ren's whole character. It's just, yeah, sure, fuck it. Carrie's dead. I guess I'll do it. God bless him. Like, at this point, we've joked that he cares so little about acting and movies and everything. I wonder, what does he care about besides crashing plants? Do you think he even got paid for that? Do you think he even cared? Oh, there's no way he did that as a favor. <laughs> Under no circumstance are you getting him out of bed into that fucking vest for free. <laughs> Absolutely not. He is a friend of the show, a treasured, treasured person. I will not see that dog movie under any circumstances. <laughs> uh, somehow I can smell it in my future. Any other news? We do both have real good luck with animal movies, don't we? That's a good point, yeah. The only other news... Sonic's the biggest video game opening in history. You will tell me about this later. I have several questions. Oh, oh man. 
fucking skin crawl. I mean, it's not that That's, bad of a movie. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. But, like, yeah. I don't... I didn't play Sonic until I was, like, 20. So Biggest problem is care. there's not enough feet in it. Okay, let's move on to Jerks of the Week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Do we have any Jerks of the Week? I have a couple that will come up later. Because, man, <laughs> I got burned so many times. Oh, jeez. That's the It has been a week of close but no cigar on several occasions. Alright, uh, my jerk of the week is a man that I personally love, and it's probably Josh Brody's favorite Thank director. You. It's uh, oh, no. Mel Brooks. Oh, geez. <laughs> no. I had a couple lined up that were in that similar vein. No, Mel Brooks, I, I, I love the guy. I think he's one of the best, dire- one of the most underrated directors and writers in film history. Great guy. He's made a whole ton of movies that I love. Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein... Dracula dead and loving it. But uh, there's one movie that he made that I've always hated that other people kind of held up. Like, yeah, remember that one too? I'm like, uh. Then I usually change the subject. The movie is Spaceballs. That is a movie I loved as a child. I actively refuse. I I know I will hate it with all my heart and soul. I can't do it. I genuinely do not want to ever watch it. I've only watched it once and I hated it then. Anyway, uh, now that's not enough to make it to the esteemed jerk of the week file because like there's there's a whole bunch of uh, mendacity in the world you know if just because you make a bad movie doesn't put you on there immediately i mean eli roth has uh made a ton of bad movies he doesn't automatically get it put in there i have to see it before i do i didn't watch uh spaceballs again but for the preview for one of the uh, movies i watched at the alamo they're like oh look at all these other events we're doing at the alamo we're showing this movie we're showing that movie i'm like oh that looks interesting maybe i'll go see that one of them is they're showing Spaceballs. They start showing it on the screen, and I close my eyes and pretend I'm somewhere else, you know, chant my mantra and everything. And then they reveal it's a quote-along. You oh, can quote me. the lines. And here's the worst part, is they oh, had God. a camera on people in the audience quoting along the lines in the movie. Now, here's the thing. It's like, I, I don't mind. It's like, oh, you quote like the well-known lines, like dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria from Ghostbusters. Like, people are going to do that. It's fine. It's whatever. But in this one, they're quoting the lines just like, the Schwartz. Like, it's it's just like two words. Why why do you have to quote it? It's, it's Oh, because so, it sounds like the force. That's fun. Yeah, because it's, it's like uh, satire. Anyway, that looks like the most unpleasant experience i'm very very happy i did not go uh actually one of my friends from high school went there so lydia johnson if you went i hope you had a great time very happy i did not see you so (laughs) i don't begrudge anyone for wanting to go to that but you would not find me there yeah i simply cannot possibly think about going there i I don't know. The reasons I dislike Spaceballs are long and convoluted. I can get in there. If someone wants to ask me them, please email Parker. So, uh, oh, absolutely. See. I'd love to hear about it. <laughs> I just draw the line at quote-alongs, period. Me too. Yeah, you can. You're like, I'm not being paid to quote the lines. Someone is paying the professional actors to say the lines. It's much funnier when Cleavon Little says it. It's not so funny when I say it. They don't do quote-alongs for Blazing Saddles. <laughs> well, they do in my state. <laughs> if there's one thing I love about seeing a movie, it's hearing strangers yell through it. Oh, Jesus. Please take my hard-earned money. Yeah. So the guy next to me can mistime his fucking yeah, space. Go ahead float. and say the joke. I see your Schwartz is big, is as big, bigger than mine. Fuck! Good one. Thanks, man. <laughs> Knocked over my popcorn. Okay. So... <laughs> 
let's get into what we watched recently. I don't have a keeping of what goes wrong. There were too many to choose from. Oh, jeez. Now, Parker, I'm <laughs> when gonna... I was in fourth grade, they called me Elena. <laughs> Absolute king shit. Parker, I'm going to ask you a question that I get asked a whole lot. Cut or uncut? No. How long? Uh, uh, sorry, the question got cut off. How long do you like your movies? That depends. It's either 85 minutes or it can go all fucking day. Yeah. So sometimes. So it's one or the other. It's a strict middle ground. Yeah, sometimes the issue isn't necessarily with the length, it's the girth or uh, pacing. So that's how you use it, folks. Yeah, <laughs> or so I've been told. The, <laughs> the pacing of a movie can often affect whether we come out of it thinking, "Wow, that was really good," or whether we come out of there thinking, "Oh, Jesus, I was bored an hour in." You know, uh, that's why you can watch a movie like Doctor Sleep that's almost three hours, or maybe I guess over three hours because you watch the director. Oh yeah, cut. that director cuts three hours, buddy. Yeah, and I could have watched the fourth. Yeah, so you're fine with that because. It's However. Pissed. If it chapter two was two minutes longer, I would have slit my own throat in the theater. <laughs> uh, and, but then again, we've had short movies that seem to drag on interminably. So the reason Fucking I bring this Howard up, the Duck, baby, that's oh. under two hours. Yeah, it was Parker's decision to watch it. Anyway. No, it, fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I, the reason I bring this up is I watched a movie called Aces High. Or, or maybe Ace High. I don't know if it was plural. Uh, this is a second in the trilogy with Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill, the, the Italian Western thing. And uh, it was all right, but it was two hours long and it really didn't need to be. Uh, it, it just kind of felt like it dragged uh, in the middle of the movie. Uh, once I get going, like I'm having a good time. It's a good buddy Western sort of movie. Eli Wallach is in there as a sort of anti-hero. He's a lot of fun to watch. And the ending, the climax is really good. Uh, shootout over a card game. That's a whole lot of fun to watch. But it just really didn't need to be so long. Also, I'm, I wasn't quite sure about the dubbing. I watched it in English. It's like, I mean, it's an Italian Western. Come on. I'm not going to fucking... Yeah, hey, you're fine. Yeah. But... I, I couldn't get into it as much as I could, like, Trinity is still my name and stuff like that. So, can I give it a recommendation? Yeah, but this is very much a dad movie. This is, you put it on, we're like, oh, no football today. And you put it on, and you're like, oh, I feel better now. You want to drink a beer when you watch this one. That's okay. Uh, the next movie that I watched was also two hours long, but it never felt like it dragged. I finally watched Glory, a movie from 1989. This is a true story. It's about the 54th, reg uh, 54th Regiment of Massachusetts that fought in the Civil War. The regiment was going... Wait a second. Did you say Massachusetts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another fucking Buddy? Awesome movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, this is a regiment composed almost entirely of black soldiers. They were fighting for the Union. They were fighting uh, to end slavery. They were fighting for America. And it stars a, a lot of well-known people. Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington... Carrie Always, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I too watched a Carrie Always movie this week. <laughs> uh, very different movie. Uh, now people have pointed out, like Carrie Always, Matthew Broderick. If, if you think about it, they're not black, are they? I'm like, <laughs> actually, that's a good point. They aren't black. I never thought about it like that. But they're based on the letters that uh, General Shaw or Commander Shaw. Uh, wrote to his uh, betrothed back home, you know, uh, my love for you is like two fireflies in a mason jar, that sort of thing. 
So, uh, kind of like Nicolas Cage, but without the southern accent. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I was also I'm going glad to we that, both went to that the same really place. shitty Twitter account about uh, Andrew Luck's beard. Glad I that, hate shit, that shit. Anyway, uh, he was fucking Lieutenant <laughs> Matthew Broderick writing letters about the Doritos he's getting. <laughs> That's a better movie. The pink coconuts eye, a big hit. Anyway, <laughs> and then Denzel Washington's down on the battlefield because he hasn't had his insulin yet. <laughs> hate to see it. Anyway, uh, it is extraordinarily well made. If, if you haven't seen the movie, then basically matthew broderick plays a coward he does not want to be in the war it turns out war actually kind of sucks there are no doritos here and he has to lead <laughs> this regiment and uh he's sort of put it there almost as a figurehead sort of thing it's like isn't it nice isn't that sort of like uh, look at that we're we're uh leading these black people even they want to fight won't that drum up support for the war lincoln will be happy he's like yeah but They've been fighting and drilling and all this stuff. They want to go out and actually fight this war. Can we please have some combat experience? Can I not be involved with it? And they're like, no. Uh, Morgan Freeman is fantastic as ever. Denzel Washington gives one of the best uh, acting portrayals I think I've ever seen in my life. And uh, the the battle scenes are great. Everything is shot well. I I, I loved it from, from uh, front to back. It is so great. And... The number one thing I think about when I watch this, when I think about a nation torn in two, fighting for what we could really call men's souls, we realize two things. One, we realize that some some things are worth fighting for. Some things are worth dying for. And the second thing we realize is that if they just had some guy go back in time with like quake guns, he could totally wipe out everyone involved with that. Absolutely. <laughs> Just absolutely dust these clowns. The question is, which side? <laughs> Whoever gives them me gold first. <laughs> uh, so I went with that joke instead of, yeah, another fucking Boston movie, baby. <laughs> Proud of you. I don't care what Bill Russell says. We love him. <laughs> it's cool that I thought you were making a real point. So when he said men's souls and my brain went to Suicide Squad, I was able to shut it down. <laughs> Thank I was you. able to just stomp that one out. Thank you very much. Your restraint is appreciated. And next. Dig my nails into the chair. It's fine. So I walk out of that theater feeling good, feeling proud to be an American. And I go to the bar, get absolutely white boy wasted. And I walk into Sonic the Hedgehog. Wait, this was a same day affair? This was a same day affair. Imagine seeing Glory the same day that you see Sonic the Hedgehog. That, that's that's going to be a lot of unpacking for me. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. Now you remember why I wanted to see it? Like I wanted to write a satirical, as in fake, as in haha, funny review about it. That's in the works. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to write a fake review where I see it and then review it. Yeah. <laughs> you but, got me. Dude. Yeah. But this one. This ended up having, uh, well, it ended up being something completely different from what I expected. Not saying it was good. It was, it was okay. It was perfectly fine. It was serviceable. If you like this movie, congratulations. So did basically everyone who's ever seen it. But if you disliked it, then I, I guess you, you just wanted a real movie instead. So go watch Glory, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's on you. Yeah. If you walk into the Sonic movie expecting anything other than the Sonic movie, what are we doing? So Sonic, who looks good in this movie? I'll admit, he looks good. The fast blue hedgehog. Uh, he's he's in the movie, and he looks good. And uh, that's one of those things where you go back in time and you look at how he used to look. The 
the pre-patched trailer, I you keep forgetting just how bad he looked. <laughs> I'm, I still wish that's how he looked. Like that's not fair. I I know, but he looks so bad in the original one. I know. That's why, like, I was ready to see that in the theater. I was prepared. <laughs> I would love to see that director's cut version. I don't think we're going to get uh, it. More than anything. That would be... How much of that movie exists as is? I, I have to see it, because it is so hard to look at the original version compared with the new version. Because the new version looks really good, but it's a baby movie. So what are you going to do? movie starts off with him running all over the place while Don't Stop Me Now by Queen plays in the background. <laughs> Fuck, fucking course it does. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have to learn about his backstory. So before time began, uh, he's fuck a- yourself. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, uh, he he lives on fucking island of stuff, and there's like loop de loops and stuff. You can run around on it. I don't remember the name of the place it's called. Anyway, uh, I don't know if you know any of the backstory of Sog the Hedgehog. I think it changes more than the Joker's backstory. But, like, I remember from the cartoons, it's just he had a bunch of, like, woodland friends. He'd run around. He could, like, get rings and stuff like that. Anyway, in this one, he's a little baby, and there's a giant owl who is his mother. She's called Longclaw. Now, Sonic looks like Sonic in this movie. This owl looks like a real owl she looks like fucking like like she's from the lion king or something no, better comparison she looks like one of the guardians of gahul okay and oh my God. she is watching over this little baby hedgehog but suddenly invaders come and you can tell they're they're like basically like little knuckleses like coming along because they got like the eyes and everything you can see the quills you're like Oh, wait, is that Knuckles? Oh, he's wearing a mask. I, I don't know what's the deal. How come every other animal in this movie looks like it's that sort of cartoon video game thing and not this Guardians of Gahul owl thing that's taking care of him? So she throws a ring into the air. It becomes big. It becomes a portal to our world. And now he lives on our world. And he's so fast that uh, he's fast. And he just... Kind of runs around. He looks at things. He makes a bunch of jokes. Um, while you're watching, you kind of realize, boy, this kind of should have come out like 25 years ago. I said the same thing about uh, Speed Racer. You'll realize that movie came out 12 years ago. That also should have come out 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's looking at things, and uh, he lives in a place called Green Hills. Yeah, like Green. Uh, Hill? I know what that it's, is. It's from a video game. Anyway, uh, there's oh, a sheriff there, played by an actor. And he he's uh, he doesn't want to be in the small town. Fucking, when you're like your human lead is fucking Cyclops from the first X Men movie. Oh yeah, you hate to see it. Uh, I'm sure he's in Westworld or so. I don't care. I can't bother to watch that. He's Cyclops and the guy from Sex Drive. You're welcome, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's in this. Uh, I do not remember his name. Uh, but he is a sheriff and he wants to move to be a beat cop in San Francisco because apparently he's an idiot. And uh, <laughs> he has a wife. I would like to write, to mention what I wrote down. Sonic describes the people that he sees. He says uh, that the sheriff's wife was born without bones. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she should be listening to Teenage Wasteland by Keith Richards. <laughs> she, no wonder he liked it so much. <laughs> You were the only one slapping your knee and hooting and hollering. I was basically the only one in the theater. <laughs> there was a oh, fart joke wonderful. that went in, like, you've never heard a joke fall harder than that. 
if there had just been one person under the age of 13, we might have got a laugh out of it. Well, give me time. I'm sure I'll put up something equal on this recording. Bored without bones. <laughs> so, anyway, robot. He Sonic gets really sad because he can't play baseball. I'm not making that up. So he gets really mad and he runs around the baseball diamond so fast that he causes an electrical outage. The government comes in. The government. <laughs> okay, so the government is just like, okay, so there was a huge EMP in this area. What, what could it have possibly been? And I don't know if it's the president, uh, or maybe it's just the guy in charge of California, uh, decide, or maybe it's Montana. I don't know where the fuck they are. Uh, he's like, we, we have to call in a certain individual to take care of this. And everyone, the Joint Chiefs of Staff or whatever, they're all looking like, no, we can't bring in that guy. He's like, no, I know his methods are unusual and i know he's certainly not respected by you but trust me he's at the top of his class look how many phds he has so they bring in sebastian gorka and no <laughs> Man, better movie yeah no they bring in uh, jim carrey as dr robotnik uh now, what head. everyone was talking about jim carrey really is pretty damn good as dr robotnik he is actually pretty funny Turns out he improvised most of his lines. He changed it around to sort of like make them funny and stuff. And for the most part, it works. I, I laughed. Uh, I laughed really hard at a couple of jokes. I think one of the ones that comes immediately to mind is uh, he he says to uh, the main character, whose name I cannot possibly recall, uh, something along the lines: "Do you have any idea how smart I was when I was a kid? I was spitting out formulas while you were spitting up formula." And the guy was like, "Well, actually, I was breastfed." To, to which uh, he was like, do you know what that is? To which uh, Jim Carrey responds, oh, rub that in my little orphan face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, towards the end, he starts to, I don't even know how to describe it, he starts doing like this robot thing with like the noises and everything, which I have started to do, and uh, everyone is already sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's really funny. The, but the movie does actually have a pretty good message. Uh, the movie is more or less about loneliness. Sonic is different from everyone else, and he has trouble making a friend and uh there's also about responsibility to your community and stuff so would i recommend it no but i i don't know i didn't have a terrible time so a strong message about being in for a wild ride <laughs> oh that reminds me so if anyone here is listening to this please send me the most sexual images of sonic the hedgehog to parker's at on twitter and oh, uh please god i i crave it <laughs> And I, will... I need a new phone background. Please hit me up. <laughs> I'm, I am uh, coming up with new ideas for this article. So, Parker, what did you watch? Oh, that's all you watched? Yeah, I only watched this. Oh, buddy. Oh, wait, wait, okay. wait. One more thing. One more thing. Oh, jeez. Uh, two jokes from this. Uh, apparently... Uh, he has to leave his home world, which it's never really referenced again. And his owl wife, no, his owl mother named Longclaw tells him that he needs to go to the land of mushrooms. But he says, oh, I hate mushrooms. And I kind of feel like, shouldn't Mario be there? And he's never really brought up. They don't even make that joke. Like they put it on the tee and everything and they just sort of leave it there sitting. It's kind of weird. Uh, the other thing is that the product placement is really fucking in your face. The guy is driving a Tacoma pickup. Uh, he wears he wears Puma shoes. Doesn't even take off his socks. I just wanted to fucking see. Anyway, uh, they, there's a brief shot of Zillow, a website where you can look at mansions. And two, count them, two Olive Garden jokes. And they make it really obvious. Oh my god. 
Are you serious? They make it really obvious. He's like, well, I mean, the only apps I have on my phone are uh, the ones that came with it. And Olive Garden, of course. Because when you're there, you're family. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and the other one is actually, there's a kind of a good one at the end. Is uh, the main guy and Sonic the Hedgehog save the day. I'm pretty sure he actually caused the No shit. Yeah. Uh, Get out of town. Yeah, friendship is the thing. Anyway, the government comes to uh, their house and they're like, officially, nothing that you saw actually happened. And uh, he's, before this, he's like, by the way, a token of gratitude from the federal government. Hands him an envelope. He's like, what, what could this possibly be? He opens it up as a $50 gift card to Olive Garden. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. That, I, like I, that. I don't mind those kinds of jokes. <laughs> I'm into it. All right. Uh, sorry. What did you watch? Alright, I'll start with one that's near and dear to your heart. Yeah. I clicked on that YouTube link you sent me oh, to watch the English dub of Feel the Day. Most of what I cut out of last week's episode is me going, oh man. <laughs> Michael Madsen coming out of that cat's fucking. It's, it's so appropriate. It's haunting. Yeah. Like, it's so much. It's so much creepier that way, just hearing his gruff smoker's voice coming out of an abused cat as they you think hunt it was for a serial killer. <laughs> The movie is a lot. It is very good, but also, oh boy, watching it twice in like the span of three days was <laughs> choice that I made. Every single time I describe it to other people, that you can see their faces like convulse. <laughs> no, no, trust me, it's really good. So the blind cat gets her head cut off. Don't walk. Don't walk. Away. I'm not done. It's rude to not let people finish. Thank you for watching it. That means a lot to me. Absolutely. I know it does. Anything for you, buddy. Alright, so this is just a quick hit for my fellow sweaty losers. So, My Bloody Valentine is a very good slasher movie from the 80s that got somehow no sequel, just kind of got buried in time. All the cool shit got cut out. Story is all this time. You make a really effective, gory movie, you turn it in, they go, hey, this is an X rating. So all the good stuff gets cut out. I think like a decade ago they found a bunch of the footage but it looked like absolute dog shit but they put it on dvd even if you choose the uncut version there's like a message like hey just so you know when it cuts to that footage it's gonna look like it was taken from a vhs that was found in a basement sorry and it's extremely noticeable up until last week when scream factory put out a blu-ray where they restored the entire thing original footage all of the cut gore stuff all in 4k it is Oh, it's Chef's Kiss Beautiful. How did they do that? That's incredible. I don't know. So for all you sweaty losers like me, that is absolutely worth a pickup. It looks beautiful. The movie, I think it's a very underrated slasher. I don't know how that one didn't become a franchise. It's real good. Definitely heard of it. It's very enjoyable. Well, so another slasher, I wouldn't bring it up because it's fine. So I watched Terror Train. But here's the thing. So it's a slasher. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis. It takes place on a train. Shocker. In the middle of the movie, just stops dead for the actual, literal David Copperfield to put on a magic show. (laughs) It's the most baffling thing I've ever seen in my life. And then said magic show is a critical part of the third act reveal. So yeah, it's fine. Like, I wouldn't recommend it to you because, like, it's it's an 80s slasher. Mm -hmm. You've seen them. But it was baffling. I'm sitting there folding laundry like... Oh, I did a magic trick. And then 10 minutes later, the whole movie stops dead for a full-on show with multiple... It's... It's something. Okay, here I get to my jerks of the week. Uh Uh-oh. 
these three movies that could have had so much promise. I will start with the one that hurt me the most. It is a movie I found on a certain list, not the one we use, but a different list, called Dear God No. <laughs> this movie came out around the time of Grindhouse, like Death Proof and all that, and it's in that style. It's supposed to be like super low budget, super over the top, super gory, exploitative. And it was almost our perfect movie. Like, it's right there. It's like 75 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's super over the top. But the problem is, you know what they love doing in Grindhouse movies? Uh-oh. All of the sexual assaults. Oh. So, it's there's so much of that. All of the acting is horrendous, like what you'd expect. But, like, it's grating on you to the point where, like, I want to turn it off. But, like, 20 minutes left in the movie... This dude, of course, does a cool sexual assault, stands up near a window, in a fucking Bigfoot crashes through the window and drags him in the woods, and the rest of the movie is Sasquatch killing them off. We were right there, Chris. We had it. It was it was right there for the taking. That is... Boy, pick me up just to drop me down. Like... It could have been our movie. It was right fucking there. Like, I found it on a Bigfoot movie list. And if I had not have found it on there, I would have turned it off, like, 15 minutes in. But I kept watching, like, no, I gotta see my Squatch. It was, it could have been everything. That that reminds me, remember when I assigned uh, Alex, the other Alex. uh, Suburban Sasquatch. Yeah, Suburban Squatch. We thought, oh yeah, that'll be really good. And then there's a rape in there. It's just like, you can't help yourselves. And that's like a huge chunk of like the second act of this movie. It's like, it like it turns into a home invasion. Like literally, there is not a single hint of a squatch until he runs through that window. It's perfection in that way, except for you know the fifty minutes leading up to it. You truly, truly hate to see it. Oh, that hurts. That really does. Another movie that hurt me is a movie called Shark Night that I found on Netflix. I just assumed I'd seen it because it's a recent-ish movie called Shark Night that like looks like it was in a theater. Turns out I hadn't, so I put it on. Not only does this movie suck ass and just is full of absolutely garbage CGI sharks, but it has an incredible third act twist that still like doesn't even bring it above one star. Because the reveal in the third act is the people in this podunk town have been luring people in there. And then kidnapping them, and then filming them getting eaten by sharks and posting it on the dark web. <laughs> that is incredible. And the movie still sucks balls horribly. Oh, man. Talking about a good concept ruined by a it's, bad movie. It's right fucking there. And it's just almost unwatchable. That hurts. That real. Oh, man. And the third one that hurt me. Sometimes, you know, as Alex and I specifically want to do, you find a direct-to-DVD action movie with a star of the past and you're like okay well clearly i have to put this on so when i see a movie called gunshy directed by simon west of con air fame hey. about a a former hair metal frontman whose wife gets kidnapped and he has to rescue her and said frontman is antonio banderas i'm not gonna not click on that so here's the thing it's pitched as an action comedy Uh-oh. it is just a comedy and it stops being funny about 10 minutes in. It wears out its welcome super quick. Like, 10 minutes in, I'm like, I mean, this is pretty good. Like, I see all the low ratings, but, like, I don't know what they were expecting. And then by minute 45, I was like, fuck, man, I've still got, like, 50 minutes left of this movie, but I'm too far in to quit. Ooh. It's just three in a row that were could have been something. 
just taken from me. I'm so I'm so sorry to hear that. Wait, Antonio Banderas is a hair metal frontman. Yes, they recorded the entire songs. There's music videos. Like they put effort into it. It just sucks. That doesn't sound very like disappointing. Because like everything in the movie sucks except Antonio Banderas, because he is clearly having a ton of fun with it. Well, at least and that's what was keeping me going. It's like oh, this is pretty good so far because it's mostly him. You're watching him. And then as we introduce more characters, it's like, oh, fuck, man, this this plot keeps getting worse. The jokes aren't getting any funnier. It's disappointing. We will talk I about mainly brought this soon. up. Like, this is a movie I wouldn't bring up normally, but I'm only, I was mostly doing this as a public service to Alex. Because, Alex, you've done this good for me, where you've seen something that you know I would click on and watch. So I'm returning the favor. You will see this at some point. You will see... Is that Antonio Banderas? Is that the guy who did Con Air? And your heart will tell you to click it. I'm trying to help you, especially now that you have school. You can't be wasting 90 minutes like this. Yeah. You will never forgive yourself. Now, here is a movie that did not disappoint me. You may remember a couple weeks ago I talked about a movie called Bliss that turns into this super, super gory, neon-colored, like a nightmare of a movie. And how that same director had a movie coming out called VFW. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me pitch VFW to you. Okay. What if Assault on Precinct 13 was a Grindhouse movie? Wait, I think I I think I may have heard of this. It is so good. Okay, so the, okay, quickly, what I've heard about this, and I don't know if this will influence you or anything, but uh, uh, on the uh, film club at the Alamo for my local one, the one guy recently saw it, and he loved it. He said it was better than Mandy. He was begging for it to be shown there and a lot of people had a lot of really serious disagreements about whether vfw was good or whether mandy was good so uh a lot of uh controversy in the film community the, like, like the entire thing is just shot in this neon light red and blue synth score i see why they got it yeah yeah our vfw people are stephen lang william sadler fred williamson david patrick kelly george went and of course the guy from the Cobra Kai studios in the Karate Kid movies. If David Patrick Kelly is in it, I think I have to see it. Those are all of your veterans that are just hanging out at this VFW. They're celebrating. And meanwhile, like, the whole world, like, this whole city is just fucked because there's this hot new drug. Don't worry about it. Like, it's... They're super fucked up druggies. Someone grabs all the dude's stash, runs and hides out at the VFW. So they go after her, which starts the siege. It is just like a 90-minute siege movie. I mean, imagine as much splatters you can fit on screen and also William Sadler wielding a giant bandsaw. Like, it is incredibly good. I will be watching it again in the near future and writing something about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is... In a week that had a lot of disappointments, this was truly uplifting. I'm very happy that you were able to find one good one absolutely strong recommend to everyone that can hear this it is so grotesquely violent Did it come out in but theaters? like not i think it's got a limited run i think my alamo is playing it but you can also rent it digitally i'll uh i'll check to see if there's a chance of me getting to see it in theaters like it's very violent but not like it's not green room realistic violent it is like splattery like evil dead kind of just all right, well, here's a machete, and then just blood all over the screen, like that type of... I have a feeling I can take it. it I, I've seen stuff like this. I'm just telling everyone, because, like... Because you see, like, uh, people are in this place, and then much be like... It has green room vibes going from the trailer. It's not that type of grim, 
Jesus Christ, everything is terrible violence. It is fun, <laughs> if you want to call it that. And then I watched a movie that has been on <laughs> a list of pieces of trash I wanted to see for many, many years. Uh-oh. Christopher, do you remember... From uh, God, I don't even remember the year. I didn't write it down. I think late 2000s. An internet-themed slasher movie called Smiley. No. <laughs> oh, buddy. So sometimes... I. I looked this back up. I don't know what caused me to look it up again. I might have seen someone mention it. I read the description. After learning of an urban legend in which a demented serial killer named Smiley can be summoned through the internet, mentally fragile Ashley must decide whether she's losing her mind or becoming his next victim. So I hit play. <laughs> Let me just start you off at the beginning. <laughs> so we get a cold open to learn how this works. So what you do is you go into... Not chat roulette for legal reasons, but chat roulette. Yeah. And when you get paired up with something, Christopher, if you type in, I did it for the lols three times, <laughs> a man called Smiley will appear behind your chat partner and murder them. That's not true, so... Why is he called Smiley? Because he stitched his eyes shut and carved his mouth into a smile. That... <laughs> you Hey, you want to play a drinking game? Drink every time someone says lols in this movie, because it is at least a hundred. I don't know whether to just... You're testing me, right? This is a test to see how much I'll believe and whether I'm going to Google it. Like, oh, look at him, he Googled it. Well, if you want to know the quality of this movie, in the opening scene, like, you can see clear as day that the... It'll say, like, you type this and stranger type this. The you and the stranger are mixed up. Oh. It shows that she typed... Did it for the lols. And then it cuts to him, and then it cuts back to her. The text is no longer on the screen, and then she's the one that dies. So a fucking plus job, everyone. That's how the movie starts. We cut to college. Um, it's at this point in the credits, I noticed that the third bill actor is one Shane Dawson. Just reminder to everyone, I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't come on my cat. I didn't put my dick anywhere near my cat. He is your third biggest name in this movie. I... <laughs> Oh my god. So, uh, new girl at this college, uh, she meets a friend who goes by Proxy, which is her name she uses on 4chan. You're gonna be hearing a lot about 4chan, so fucking honk her down. Oh, great. She's invited to an anonymous party where everyone goes by their online handle, and also everyone at this party is attractive. You know, just like the people who talk about posting on B all the time. <laughs> Shane Dawson enters the room and is called Pedo Bear. A dude shoves him. So he yells, oh, you're pedo bear, huh? Do you approve this message? And then they start throwing beer cans at him. <laughs> we are like 15 minutes into this movie no. and they keep saying lols. <laughs> so basically, I'm just going to skip around because like the whole middle is just tedious. Like, oh God, they did the thing and now Smiley's after her too. Why? Wouldn't you like to know? We get... Let's say, we'll skip to like an hour and, yeah, let's say an hour and ten minutes into this 90 minute movie. Because this is where things took a drastic turn for me. Uh-oh. She finally gets the nerve to go to the police. And in this scene, I get to watch this shitty actress try and tell Keith David about Smiley and Fortune. In which I get to hear Keith David say both cyberspace and I did it for the lols. <laughs> 
it was at that moment like my brain became so perfectly smooth there's <laughs> not a ridge in sight then we get to the ending our main character our hero is surrounded by multiple smileys what i thought there was just one right. crazy so she tries to escape by just jumping out the window and she fucking dies and folks, you better believe that all of her classmates, even the ones that were supposedly killed by Smiley, are part of Anonymous. And they created the myth, and he will live on forever, and they faked their own deaths. And a direct quote from this movie, he's like the pyramids, or the works of William Shakespeare, or Chocolate Rain. I shit you not, Chris. <laughs> this is like part they're, comedy, right? They, they're doing this to be like a joke or something? No, maybe. I was laughing on if I was supposed they to They compared Taze on Day to <laughs> They're all like high five, like, yeah, man, we did it. We're going to be legends, even though no one's going to know who we are, so it's the fucking point. And you better believe, double twist, two of them are talking. One of them types, I did it for the lulls three times. And then the real smiley appears. Oh, my God. Eat my ass. <laughs> it is... It's the most obvious thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it is so wretched. <laughs> Strong recommend, everybody, to VFW and don't ever watch Smiley. <laughs> the nerve of that movie to not only be 90 minutes, but to have a post credit scene. Absolutely <laughs> go fuck yourself. Oh, jeez. Alright, that's Resident Evil time, my good friend. Okay. Uh, in order to watch Resident Evil, I decided I would re-familiarize myself with the first game. I also did not play it coming in, uh, when I was growing up. It came out when I was like six. So I wasn't going to do that. I mean, come on. But uh, I remember in, in 2005, I played Resident Evil 4 and I really liked it. So I was like, I should play the first Resident Evil. So I played it on DS. And actually, I was a little surprised back then. I thought it was actually kind of spooky for a game that uh, takes place in a mansion that is like very widely lit. Uh, I think... There's a lot of problems, you know. There's uh, the controls suck ass. The puzzles are stupid and shouldn't even be there. And uh, the game is, like, really, really easy. But there are little things that I respect. Uh, I respect that it's the first game to really take the sort of, like, cinematic approach to storytelling. To give it little hints and pieces of information that sort of develop the narrative. Uh, I like how it's a very Hollywood sort of beginning with a really cheesy opening. And it's, like, really, really bad acting. But the best part of the whole game is in the very first uh, five minutes, where it's after the opening cinematic, you know, the zombie dog attacks him and the helicopter flies away. The best part is when they're introducing the characters, and they say, Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine, Barry Burton, Rebecca Chambers. Rebecca Chambers is this little mousy 18-year-old girl who's just like, yeah, I'm fixing my hair. And she really should not be working with these other individuals. They're making out to be like this really badass thing. It's like, it's really, really cheesy. And I really, really like that. So there are little things that I respect about it. Um, I, I wouldn't go so far as to call it a good game. If you're going to play Resident Evil, I have to play the fourth one or the remastered version of the original. But uh, there are little things that I respect about this. Uh, the movie has almost none of what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Master of Unlocking to be found. That breaks my heart. I let me pull my fucking notes here. Cause... Now, did you read anything about this movie at all? A uh, little bit. Not much of it. Because this time I just kept watching it under the lens of 
this was supposed to be a George Romero movie. And I could not stop thinking about it the entire time of like, what if instead of that we just had Marilyn Manson do the soundtrack? <laughs> I'll get to that. And a bunch of slow motion kicks. But fucking, I, I didn't know that George Romero was supposed to do this because um, I had heard about that a while ago. Apparently, according to, I think it was Shinji Mikami, the director of the first game, said George Romero wrote a script and everything. It's like, we should have these actors and it'll be like this. And they rejected it. And they were just, and uh, the only response was, just wasn't good enough. That look, I don't like enough? every George Romero movie, but come the fuck you're, on! You're telling me that that's not wasn't good, enough? good enough? Ah, but Paul, the Mortal Anderson? Kombat guy, <laughs> the fucking Mortal Kombat and music video guy. <laughs> you're telling me this version was good enough? I I just have a lot of trouble believing that. This is the type of movie where I cannot believe Smack My Bitch Up doesn't play just once. Yeah, like, honest right? to God. Come if on. you close, you could just plug that into her kicking that dog in the face, and it works, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like anyway, I thought so. So, I kind of a, let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to begin. Uh, there's a bunch of words on screen about Umbrella Corporation. Uh, I, I will admit, one of the things that the game does well is it sets up this corporation where even the logo is it's become a sort of a sign of malevolence. You look at it, and you're just like, oh, those awful corporate bastards you know they're terrible in this they have the words printed on screen and then some jackass reads them to you now you're thinking to yourself oh they do that in a lot of movies it's no big deal the movie's rated r like everyone in the theater is at least 17 years old we know how to read it's good to establish immediately that the director thinks you're a fucking idiot yeah this isn't a happy madison movie come on Uh, so anyway, it takes place in a laboratory, you know, like the first game. Uh, My favorite mansion setting, the lab. Yeah. So, uh, there's a bunch of scientists walking around. I'm I'm immediately reminded of Cabin in the Woods, a much better movie. I think, oh, maybe this won't be so bad. Same guy, I think he just decides to just chuck the sample, because it kind of looks like he he just... He looks like he just fucking Kobe's <laughs> as hard as he can against the desk. Yeah, he just fucking pegs it at the corner of the desk. I have to admit, it's flying in slow motion. You see it come out, and it gets into the air duct. I have to admit, my first reaction, if I had been that scientist, I would have said, my exact words, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, like, the big opening of how this virus spreads is just essentially a doctor going, Hey, check this shit out. And just absolutely <laughs> beefing it. <laughs> That's how the sixth movie franchise starts. It's like that tweet where it's like, hey guys, check this out. I immediately fall down and, and I get really fucked up. Everyone is not sure what move I was trying to do. <laughs> check this out, y'all. IMG underscore tvirus.exe. <laughs> So it gets at the air ducts and it's uh, spraying all like the scientists and stuff like that. Uh, now you'll notice that not only do they get infected with the um, the virus itself, but at one point while well, they're like yelling at the cameras like, "Hey, let us out of here! Not cool! Happy hour starting!" They all get sprayed with a nerve agent. Uh, so first of all, <laughs> I, I like how the security treat system treats them like they're a naughty cat trying to eat a plant. <laughs> like, stop trying to escape. That uh, did you read the uh, as like a little uh, uh, HUD heads up display sort of thing where it tells you all about all a bunch of information. There's a little thing in the center bottom of the screen that says mortality decreasing. <laughs> 
That is one of my good. favorite butt metal bands. <laughs> this movie is... It's hard to describe because, like, the more we talk about it, it sucks so bad. But, like, I want to watch more of them Yeah, exactly. Because right I don't know what... There's also the implication such... that this does get a lot crazier as the series progresses. Oh, my God, we, buddy. We were aware. Get used to hearing about clones because <laughs> holy shit. Like, this just has such a powerful 2002 energy. It just, it draws me in. Like, I'm just going to jump ahead. Like, but when those credits roll and a Slipknot song starts playing, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Load up the next one. I gotta admit, I could, I could just spend an entire day watching fucking Resident Evil movies with you. I thought about it. It might be in my near future, depending on what we do next yeah. week. We'll see. Can you imagine studying for calculus and then your good friends tell you you have to watch four more Resident Evil movies? What? I'm going to tell you right now, like, the movie ended, I looked at the clock, I was like, that's only 10.30, so we put on the second one. <laughs> it's something about it, he's like, yeah, just fucking keep it rolling, let's go. Yes. Because that one just ends with a Kill Switch and Cage song. Correct. And guess who forgot how funny it is watching the giant nemesis thing just use a rocket launcher? <laughs> that fucking rules. GTA, motherfucker. Yeah, 10 God. points. I, we might be doing that next yes. week. <laughs> we'll oh my god, we could get my brother to guest on that one. Oh my god, please. I wish. Oh boy, I would be very happy if Edward guested on an episode. So anyway, after the, the scientists are killed off, one of them is killed by an elevator, which... Um, that elevator scene, it's scarier than any zombie scene in this movie. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's like a real fear of mine. It was the scariest elevator scene we've seen since Devil. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Look... I thought it'd be a better episode, okay? You don't have to make fun of me. I'm sorry. That let us down. Look, it's upside down, just like the beginning of Midsummer. <laughs> she gets her fucking head lopped off like, wow, did you see that? The toast landed right side <laughs> up. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, my God. So, anyway, then it cuts to Mia Jovovich. I'm, I'm going to say something right now that doesn't make a lot of sense, but you'll understand later on. I don't know why it cut to her here. So, <laughs> I can say that for a lot. Yeah, so she's in, in here, barely clothed, because it's a Mia Jovovich movie, and uh, you can tell that she's looking forward to being an ultraviolet. Um, oh God, <laughs> this is a uh... fellas. Don't you hate it when you just wake up and a shower curtain is delicately placed around your dick and bussy area? Don't you just hate that? <laughs> It's so inconvenient. Anyway, this is... Uh, so the movie is more or less an adaptation of the game. This is a game where you put on a thin red dress and you sort of uh, wander around aimlessly in um, a shower area. Uh, no, wait, sorry. This is the part of the game where the special forces come in and shoot everyone. Uh, I don't know why they are doing this. This is... Uh, it's, it's actually kind of entertaining because one of those guys is like a secret character in Resident Evil 2. But there's really no mention of that ever made, and I can't tell who anyone is. Jill Valentine in this movie is played by no one. Chris Redfield is played <laughs> by no one. Barry Burton, Albert Wesker, Rebecca Chambers, none of them are in this movie. So none of the characters from the game. You wonder why it was poorly received. Instead, Mia Jovovich is just in the movie. She's just sort of there. She is never named in the entire movie. Yeah, I think she plays girl number one. I... <laughs> As I dig through and see that her name is Alice, and then read in detail that Paul W.S. Anderson framed this whole thing meticulously like Alice in Wonderland. 
referring what? to people on say like, okay, so you're like the Cheshire Cat. Okay, what? you're like the... I put my I, head through a I, wall. It's like, I don't know what fucking movie this, he thought he this wrote. This is another like smiley thing. We're just making stuff up on me. Okay, I don't fucking... <laughs> You'll never... Know. Like the absolute nerve. <laughs> just to be like, you're the, yeah, so uh, and then you're this character and you're the Mad Hatter and you're the hookah smoke. It's like, what the... No! You're gonna tell me just, that I, someone's gonna come to you like, and you're the Jabberwocky in this, in this fucking zombie <laughs> movie. I I would walk off set with some crap. You're the queen of hearts. Yeah. Is that what you think I am? You try to tell that Michelle Rodriguez. She'll fucking headbutt no, you I wanna, right there. I want to talk briefly about uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Um, she is in this movie. She's she's also the one who's in the um, uh, Fast and Furious movies, too. But, uh, Please beat the no, shit. I think she's actually a pretty good actress. Uh, and I think her performance in this is a pretty good one. I think she's she's got the, the Bruce Willis thing where she's very good at looking angry holding a gun. And she has a personality which is desperately needed because you say that. about six or seven interchangeable white That's dudes. the thing. There are no characters in this movie. Oh, absolutely not. I think that's like the biggest problem with this movie and probably the biggest problem with the game there are no characters in this series. Even when you get up to like the fourth game, uh, the, one of the best games I've ever played in my life, by the way, Leon Kennedy doesn't have a personality. <laughs> if you were if you were to describe him, it's kind of like that uh, the Red Letter Media thing. Describe Queen Abadala. Normal, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there is there's nothing in any of uh, the games, and certainly not the movie. The movie is somehow even worse. Because Alice, we're going to... Mia Jovovich. She's not named. Yeah, the absolute nerve. I'm... Mia Jovovich. Go fuck yourself. She does not have a personality. She is not a character. She doesn't do anything. She just kind of wanders around in a, in a red dress. That's not a character. All the nondescript white guys looking around at each other and the one black guy who's killed off in the first 30 minutes, thanks for nothing, they don't have personalities. They, they don't do anything. They're not characters. Michelle Rodriguez is the one person where you think about her and if you didn't describe her, you'd say gruff tough uh a good survivor um always tries to do the right thing but don't mess with her you know none of the other characters you could just I, normal i guess like <laughs> <laughs> i had forgotten a lot of this plot because it is impossible to keep these movies separate as someone who saw them all like i think like two years ago it is a jumbled mess that makes no sense when i turn around and realize like Oh fuck! It's an amnesia thing. Just immediately deflating. Like God, yeah. damn it! Who could care? Anyway, we're gonna find out her past. Like I, I doubt it. I've seen your other movies, dude. I saw Alien vs Predator. I'm not falling for this. So anyway, there is a character called the Red Queen. I guess that's the. Uh, I guess that's a reference you to Lewis Carroll there. To see it. <laughs> uh... Hey. Why is she British? Oh, I will get to that in a second. Also, <laughs> is, it, is the answer just because it's spooky and it goes in the trailers? No, I'll get to her vo- fucking voice in a second. She she also doesn't have a character, all right? Or give you a little preview. There's this little British hologram girl. Uh, she is not scary, and she has this awful British accent. And she doesn't. She doesn't even emote. She's perhaps the worst actress in the movie, because the only thing she could do is get slightly louder when they're telling when she's telling all the people to kill Michelle Rodriguez because she got bit. Uh, that's the only thing she could do. Otherwise, she talks like this, Governor, and that's it. You're all going to die down that, here. That's all that's right. not scary. Thanks for or, putting the trailer line in yeah, your movie. I guess it's not scary. It's not creepy. It's not useful. It's nothing. It's just fucking stupid. 
So, I, again, I'll get to her in a second, because I had a lot of complaints Buddy, about she it. comes up in the last movie, and let me just say, clones? No, I don't believe you. Anyway. <laughs> we might have a long month ahead. So, we'll the see. movie's 100 minutes long, and approximately 101 of those minutes involves people walking around in tactical formation. God, there was definitely a moment where I looked at him like, are there going to be any fucking zombies? Like, I don't even like zombies, but can we get to no, them? Don't worry, I wrote it down. The first zombie appears 39 minutes into this fucking movie. Get fucked. Can you imagine that? How how dare you? Yeah. 40 minutes of people like, hey, who's in charge of this operation? Oh, what, what are you here for? I don't remember. Damn it, we need intel. Anyway. Okay. Parker, this is the part of, the, of Resident Evil where you don't fight zombies. You know, the oh, part sick. that everyone likes in the Resident Evil. <laughs> oh, one ticket, please, for the puzzle solving. And by puzzle, I mean having one guy go, hang on, I've almost got the numbers cracked. Sick. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, that's shit. It's like, huh, they have keys with helmets on them. All right, I'm having fun. <laughs> Mom, Dad, Good. thanks There's so much. There's seven people in this cast that are all here just to die. We're 40 minutes yeah. in. <laughs> just walk it in formation. Well, be- <laughs> Tango 2 out. Fuck you. <laughs> no, instead we have... And yet, re- I want more. What is... I'm a little but, but we have even scarier scenes, such as the laser room scene. You want to talk about just one scene birthing a franchise? You want to talk about a scene that... How how do I put this? That's a scene that sort of takes me out of the movie, just like there are scenes in, like, the, the game that, like, really take me out of the game. Because if you use your brain at all, you're like, wait, this is stupid. Because, like, in the game, and like... Imagine you're working for Umbrella, you know? You're not going to have him, well, you get the diamond of the wolf to put in the statue in order to access one of the most important lab research areas. You're not going to fucking do that. You're going to have him type in a password. And if they don't type in the password correctly, you don't have them get cut to bits. (laughs) Can you imagine getting, like, your head chopped off by a laser beam because you forgot your daughter's birthday? (laughs) Like... None, literally, I think we say this a lot, like, if you think about it for a second, but literally none of this makes, like, why would it just do a series of straight lines and then a grid? Like, literally, no scene in this movie makes any sense. But also, Marilyn Manson made an electronic score, and she slow motion kicks a dog, so like, you know. Oh, yeah. It's all about expectations. Mm -hmm. That that laser scene ends up coming back in uh, Resident Evil 4, in one of the better parts of that game, so... Why couldn't we have that? But no, it's like, it got the corner of his head. Isn't that so cool? Her head falls off in slow motion, like in 300. So, anyway, the movie, Look, unfortunately, continues. Like Again, we get our first like zombie, scene, 39 minutes into the movie. <laughs> Hobgoblins, four hours in. <laughs> Thanks, movie. <laughs> anyway, this is kind of about the time. I think Michelle Rodriguez gets bit, and she's just sort of pouting for the rest of the movie while trying to hold her gun. I, this shit drives me crazy. I, Do zombie movies not exist in this world? I know. I got bit. Cool. So come with us. Bang. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. There might be a cure. Might or is. Might. Bam. <laughs> done. <laughs> fuck out yeah, of here. We are not friends anymore. And here's the thing. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder. Look, I think she's very pretty. All right. I, I'm serious. I, I don't think she's like uh, an unattractive woman. She's a very pretty young woman. But. Do you, do you think she always looks like that? Or do you think there's like a slight possibility she could ever star in a rom-com? <laughs> I I want her to look like that in a rom-com. Ooh, me too. Actually, I can, I can watch that. So, uh, Just push someone around. 
finally 50 think about it furious 7 is kind of a rom-com yeah. she got her memories yeah. back speaking Aww. of amnesia jesus anyway so 50 minutes into the movie we get to the classic resident evil gameplay that we all like where she shoots a dog <laughs> she fucking unloads a clip into that dog yeah there's a lot of By dog the way, shooting like, in that scene <laughs> like like i'm saying like there's so much about this movie that sucks but when that stupid zombie dog shows up you're like yeah, you can give me like three more movies. Yeah, this. Pretty- <laughs> fucking. This is the perfect level of stupid that I'm looking for. She runs out of ammo, jumps again, kicks off that wall, and kicks that dog in midair into the camera. Oh yeah, my god! The- I 2002. Come back to me. We need yeah, you. No, I have to admit, I for some reason I had trouble paying attention to this fucking movie. So, <laughs> oh, really don't so say. when the little British hologram girl is telling them like, "Oh, I might," I'm the little girl in the gov. Anyway, the T virus is the most sophisticated virus in the world, and I'm like, wait, how come? She, what is she? Is she supposed to be like Cortana or something? I thought they didn't need no education <laughs> over there. <laughs> Look, when we the movie tries to tell you the straight face, like, yeah, it's the world's largest pharmaceutical company, but underneath, it's actually a weapons dealer. You're like, all right, I'm not paying attention anymore. Tell me when the zombies show yeah. up. You'll fuck yourself. So it's actually this huge, super intricate base that goes like miles and miles beneath the earth that's hidden underneath a house. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, what are you saying, movie? You know, can we? We forgot to mention at one point they take a train to get to the house. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is with that? (laughs) There's no train to start the movie in the house. You don't just get a crazy idea. They take the Underground Railroad, much like the Transformers did. <laughs> like, every single aspect of the base itself, if you think about it, it's like, wait, what? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of this? Why would it be like, hey, it might be contaminated. All right, we'll just fucking lock it down and kill them all. Like, what? Uh, they have families. People are going to look into yeah. this. So the real mystery of the movie is, who the hell is Mia Jovovich, and why is she in this movie? Let's just keep getting flashbacks just slowly trickled in. For an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, so she's more or less, she, she worked for them, but maybe she, she but they, it was like a she sham marriage. She was a security agent there, but also she didn't approve their weapon Something. thing, so she was gonna fuck it. The guy spilled oh, his coffee, which is important. I started holding my head. It, it, uh... <laughs> it might have been all the orange chicken I ate, but I was having a severe brownout in this moment. <laughs> it was... When they're explaining, like, oh, actually, this white guy, who's not that white guy, this is a different white guy, this white guy is your banging, he's actually, he's the bad guy, he turned to you in, and this white guy was also security, I just close my eyes, the room stopped spinning, it's fine, none of this Yeah, I, I couldn't possibly care. I have to admit, that was the moment where I was like, wait, which guy is that? And then I started typing in Wikipedia, I was like, actually, you know what, Yeah, matter. none of this matters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, uh, even the first game doesn't make a tremendous amount of sense. Apparently, Albert Wesker is like in charge of the special forces, uh, the Stars, Special Tactics and Rescue Squad, and uh, even though he's in charge of them, he's also uh, an outside research consultant for Umbrella. And I'm like, how in the world is this dude wearing a lab coat <laughs> while also going to drill? Like, that doesn't is make the sense. Second movie, <laughs> is the second movie the only one you've seen? Yeah. Well, the first one, though. Oh, so you haven't gotten to the prime Wesker stuff. I've, I've heard we, things. We might be going on a journey, oh, Chris, while boy. our good buddies focused on his stuff. I studies. can't wait. <laughs> These movies get so fucking stupid. Uh, so, here's a question I asked uh, more than an hour into the movie. I think maybe like an hour and a half into the movie. Where's the mansion? 
Exactly. What is any of this? So, uh, Where did you we? read anything about this movie, Parker? A little One bit. One of the things I... that I read about this is Paul Anderson uh, decided to make everyone, <laughs> cast and crew, uh, play through the first game. So they could be like, okay, this is how it goes. Now, some people could not uh, find the time to beat the game in the uh, amount of time. So they had to actually find VHSs of other people playing the game or they would watch it at a you know a roommate's house or something like that. Uh, and that's how they would get knowledge about the game. So this is kind of like uh, a Let's Play sort of situation, but in whatever year this movie came out. Uh, here's the problem for me. You had all these people who worked on this movie all these people allegedly watched or played through the first game and this is what you got? You completely forgot about the mansion? You didn't put that in the movie? <laughs> How do you not do that? I need you all to play this so you understand. Okay, so it uh, takes place at a house. Got it. Cool. So we go into the eighth level of the underground base <laughs> and the hologram girl shows up. She's like, oh, I'm going to kill you, mate. And then the liquor shows up and then someone's like, cool, oh. so I'm just, I'll read the script on the yeah. day. Thank you. <laughs> Look how shitty thanks, the, no the liquor looked. Boy, that's oh, hard to say. Boy. Uh, 2002 CGI. Yeah. Pour one out for yeah. you. Here's our big bad. An hour 25 in, and it looks like shit. Enjoy. <laughs> There's been no mention of it yet. Yeah, it's really, really stupid. And then and then uh, Michelle Rodriguez dies. And I knew she was going to. <laughs> I knew it because she got bit, and it was like, it's obvious. But still get sad. She's crying, and it's like, you've known her for 45 minutes, yeah. and she was an absolute dickhead to you for 38 of them. <laughs> what the fuck ever movie? Yeah, what a stupid fucking movie. Anyway. she gets, She's just bit, and then just keeps trudged along for like an hour, going, nah, I'm not dead yet. It's like, like, shoot her in the every head. Every single person who has ever seen a movie knows what to do. <laughs> That one guy who puts the gun in his mouth and then decides not to do it, and then just shows up 30 minutes later, like, Ed or I disabled the Red Queen. Like, fucking yeah, what? Yeah, there's that, too. What rewrite did this happen in? Are you fucking kidding me? Anyway. So... There were 40 zombies at his feet. Great movie, though. You know, the, the weirdest thing, <laughs> you know, the weirdest thing about it is that if you... I'm not saying you should play the first Resident Evil game because it's really not worth it. But if you if you do play it, you kind of realize like, oh, this is set up like a Hollywood movie. Like it couldn't be any more obvious. There's suspense. There's like, oh, what's around this twist and turn? All the characters are set. Barry Burton. It's like, come on, there you go. You got something you can do with it. And the end. There's a there's a huge badass tyrant thing, which is the lead up to Nemesis. And he got, like, the, the sword hand and everything. He's got, like, the heart beating out of his chest. And then, like, a, a helicopter rescues you before the whole mansion explodes. I'm gonna tell the world. That sort of thing. Fade out. There, There's your movie. It's really it's really great. No, 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 no. Instead, in this ending, it's, it's uh, one where she is am, an amnesiac again. Wakes up partially nude again. Finds a way to get out and come, <laughs> Thanks, cover movie. herself in a bathrobe again. So the ending is basically not at all dissimilar from the beginning of the movie. So uh, it's it's like poetry. It's sort yeah, of Paul Anderson said, like, in my head, this is like a prequel to the first game. It's like, How? cool. You know what I love more than anything? Prequels. How is it at all? Just the nerf to have the first game be like, the first game is literally like, okay, what if it was like Night of the Living Dead and you just walked into one of those houses? So you got the guy who did Night of the Living Dead to spend years working on it and they go, that's not good enough. This? 
to Shinji Mikami, if you're listening, and I know you are, I'm not going to do a racist <laughs> accent. I want to. <laughs> if you're listening, oh, cut here, cut here. <laughs> if you're listening, and I know you are, you don't get to talk to me about what's good enough. I understand you made this billion-dollar franchise and everything, but for you to release the game with you were almost a Jill sandwich. You, you don't know what good enough is. Also, half of the Resident Evil games suck ass anyways. What do you mean half? <laughs> I'm I would call, There's a lot more than I, I thought I would there call were. them all but two. Uh, maybe three. And I'm going with a remake of Resident Evil 2 in there. Because I played the oh, original yeah. Resident Evil 2. Guess what? Nowhere near as good as everyone says it is. Oh, absolutely not. No, those games are... If you didn't play them as a kid, there is no going to them oh, fresh. Oh, is it fun? I guess as someone who tried. Puzzles. No, dude. Like, I, I'm fine with that shit in Silent Hill games because they even limit the puzzles. There's more puzzles in Resident Evil than there are in Silent Hill. That doesn't make sense in your brain or mine. Absolutely not. <laughs> and yet, like, this movie is just a complete fucking mess. But it ends, and I write down... This movie sucks, but it ends with this zoom out of her holding a shotgun in the abandoned streets. And my first thought is, well, we don't record for a couple hours. Maybe I should put the next one on. And then my girlfriend looks at me and goes, you want to watch the next one? Oh, you got to keep So, that. you know, like, they suck. But also, if we weren't recording, I would be on number three right now. That's one of the things that you've kept coming back to. is like, God, this fucking movie is so stupid. So in the second one. You... <laughs> And then I'm sitting there doing dishes, and I look up and just see the nemesis fucking pulling up a chain gun. I'm like, "Is yeah, <laughs> And then I do more dishes. I bag up some trash, and I look up, and it's her running on that zip line down the building with the camera rotating. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, man! More of this." Yeah, I, there's just something about these moves. That's the thing. Is like, for the longest time, like I said, I only saw the second one. And they kept coming out with more of these fucking Resident Evil movies. Back when I used to work at a theater, there was this uh, manager. His name was Julian. He was French. And he really liked the Resident Evil movies. And I couldn't figure out why. I was like, how could you possibly like these? There's nothing good about them. Name one thing that you like about them. Uh, Mia Jovovich is so hot. I'm like, oh, God, it was creepy. Uh, but, like, I don't understand what the appeal is. I can't actually say what the appeal is. And yet... I kind of want to watch the second one for next week's episode. <laughs> you and me both. I think maybe too. we could like pair that off with like this the third one as well. Can Buddy, we get Alex say the it? say the word and I'm there. <laughs> there, I kind of want to go through how we will look it There's up offline, total. but I, I could maybe do like uh, the whole series or something. Remember when we did Transformers? <laughs> Oh, buddy, do I ever. Four times. Because, like, the second one, Paul didn't come back because he was too busy doing Alien versus Predator. Stop laughing. <laughs> he's like, wow, you know what? I need to come back and do this right. And I think he did, like, every other one or all but one. Like, he directed almost this entire, entire shitty series. I kind of want to keep talking about yeah, it. I believe he's the one who actually ended up marrying Mia Jovovich, too. He sure is. Don't worry. The kid they have works away into the sixth movie. Ew. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> It's there's a lot going on. Uh, what? Think about that. God, I just remembered. There's that scene early on where we're getting a huge exposition dump, and then every time it cuts to the character who's talking, it does the bad boys circle around their head, oh, and this geez. happens for forty five straight seconds. The, fucking, the movie ends. The movie fucking with her in a bathrobe in the middle of the city. It was like the dead walk, that sort of thing, and uh, <laughs> she. <laughs> 
I don't, I don't think he did that yeah, on purpose. Sorry. I just don't like it. Fucking <laughs> space alert Clinton's walking around out there like, hi, how's it going? I hope they Pokemon go to the authorities. So uh, the music, I don't know if you picked up on the music. The music was going... <clears throat> sort of sort of like a mysterious sort of thing. Right into... So fucking Slipknot starts playing. That moment as I my ears perk up like a dog and I'm like, is that early Slipknot? Because <laughs> the whole movie, like, you would expect this movie to have, like, a soundtrack, but almost the whole thing is just... As she's slow motion kicking dogs in the face. Now... Here's the credit that I wasn't expecting. Original score composed partly by Marilyn Manson. Chia and monkeys might fly out of my butt. (laughs) You're telling me Marilyn Manson, who can't read sheet music and also can't make good music, was partly responsible. (laughs) Fight me. The Marilyn Manson. I mean, it was good. Is we've talked about good a lot tonight, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Yeah. The Marilyn Manson. That we think that, that he was composing any of this? No, no, no. Let me tell you how this went. Marilyn Manson was in a room with a sound engineer, the other guy who's credited. And he's like, yeah, I was thinking maybe like the soundtrack could go... Bam, 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 bam. The guy's like, okay. And he plays it on a synthesizer. <laughs> they put it into the movie. Hey, what if it said a bump, bump, bump? It was bump, 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 bump. Like, yeah, yeah, I got like, it. Oh, can we put this in Good the job, key Mr. Manson. Of, uh, H? The guy's like, no. No. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay, I did. Yeah, okay, oh, so sick, break thanks. this down, okay? Time signature will be 4 3. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I know is this was in the era where they would put out not soundtracks, but official r- musical releases to accompany the movie. And that includes Slipknot, Marilyn Manson, The Crystal Method, Fear Factory, Static X, Rammstein, Mudvayne, and Saliva. I had guys, all of those. <laughs> take me back. Someone buy this album for 95 cents and send it to me. I need it in my car at all times. <laughs> this is, it, I mean, that's the same sort of thing that I got with Idle Hands, you know? Except that those actually it's, play the fucking songs in the movie. There is nowhere near enough Crystal Method in this movie. It's nothing but... Yeah, which... Uh, I'm sure oh my that God, all the soundtracks are on Spotify, you guys. Oh my God. <laughs> Someone made a Spotify playlist with all the songs. Movies 1 and 2 soundtracks? Oh, we'll be following oh, that. Oh, not fair. Thank you, King. I don't pay for Spotify. Thank you, so. King. Oh, man. That. Man, that. Oh, does the second one have the used and the cure in Lacuna Coil? Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, I haven't heard the name Devil Driver in a long time. Uh, Demon Hunter, the Christian metalcore band? I am going to be a busy boy tonight, folks. Okay, so last week's episode ended with me downloading Ballroom Blitz. This week's episode... <laughs> It ends with me driving at three in the morning listening to this. Oh my god. If you close your eyes, you can just picture me on the highway just going, the beautiful people. <laughs> just gunning it as hard as I can. Fearing a dog. It's gonna be a big day for me. Thirty-six crazy fists, huh? The fucking god and thrice. And thrice. Deftones. CKY Cradle of Filth. This is the best day of my life, you guys. This is Christmas. <laughs> I'm so happy I could cry. I fucking miss the shitty 2000s so much. <laughs> oh my god. I'm really happy. It's beautiful. I'm, this is Christmas, truly. Oh man. So uh, I guess next week's episode we've more or less decided. 
Uh, we will watch Resident Evil 2. Tell you what, a little physical challenge for us. How about we make it, we watch as many Resident Evil movies as we can. And that's the tea, sis.